welcome to Alphabet Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest, and we talk about all the characters we all know and love and have forgotten as well. With me today is Trevor Gibson. Hello, wonderful listeners. Oh, is this the is this the ASMR episode? This is the N- this is the NPR ASMR cast. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yeah. Wait, 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 got some paper? Got some paper around here. Wait, wait. Well, today we are talking about Caliban. Isn't that a band? No. I mean, if you add a D to the name, it would be Caliband. But the, no, it's Caliband. Uh, the other name for Sublime, I think. <laughs> yes, yes, it's, yeah, we're the Caliband. <laughs> That's all you need to know. <laughs> so, if you were a person who was making Caliband... As opposed Caliban, to the, as opposed to the sentient cloud of energy that I am. Yes. Uh, so you are uh, Chris Claremont. Do uh, I have to be Chris Claremont? <laughs> yeah, no. I don't understand why people like him so much, but whatever. Uh, and you're like, yo, uh, whoever's the artist with me, let's create a person named Caliban. You have not thought of anything else but a name. <laughs> so basically <laughs> that's totally what weird. Chris Claremont already does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what would you make Caliban? Okay. Uh Caliban. He is uh he's a rad surfer dude from California. Oh. Uh his power is looking sick in cutoff jeans. Wait, it doesn't say it says Mary Wilshire created Caliban in this. So uh, I'll have to look that up. I'm pretty a- sure it came out at the um Chris Claremont run though because of a very specific thing that I'll get into later. All right. I'll look at this person. Okay, sorry. All right. Uh his power his powers are looking sweet in cut-off jeans and uh hookah shell necklaces and he fights people on a uh a mechanized surfboard that just hovers through the space cosmos. <laughs> so he's like the silver surfer, but... But he's... Listen, Jesse, let me pitch this to you. This ain't your daddy's silver surfer. This is a silver surfer for the new generation, okay? Forget... Oh, are we talking to, Are we talking about a really cool 90s silver surfer? So he's got cut-off jeans, uh, blonde hair parted down the middle, uh, okay. he's got just some pat, some pouches strapped to him that he keeps, uh, he keeps his dank herbs in, probably. Oh, okay. Um, he, uh, his powers are, include, uh, doing sweet vape tricks. And yeah, because vaping was, like, totally big years ago. Yes. Vaping, uh, invented by Cl- Chris Claremont. As we all know. So I looked up uh, Mary Wilshire, and she has done a lot of really cool things, uh, such as 
Red Sonia. Alright. She is that apparently... the current Red Red Sonia? No, no, this is like forever ago, Red Sonia. Oh, okay. I'm um, not when familiar Red with Sonya that. When Red Sonia was with uh, Marvel. Okay, I'm not fami- at all familiar with that Red Sonia. Yeah. You can tell it's very like late eighties, early nineties looking. Does art. she does she have uh, she big like the... Starfire hair? <laughs> yeah, she has big Starfire hair. She also did Firestar. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Wait, is that the um is that the Japanese superhero who has fire powers? No, that is that's Sunfire. <laughs> uh this is Firestar <laughs> who is uh, the, the red-headed mutant who has, like, can melt stuff and has, like, heat powers. Okay. Yeah. She was one of, um, she was one of Sp- Spider-Man's amazing friends. Oh! Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Along with, uh, along with Iceman, for some reason. She drew a lot of... She drew a lot of Star Wars stuff and Conan. Uh Wonder Woman. Also like a lot of like PSA stuff also. Hmm. A Power Pack, she drew one thing of Power Pack. I feel like she was oh, she did the she did one thing of Dazzler, the Dazzler one sh- uh Dazzler miniseries. Oh cool. I I, I think I think I know the one you're talking Comment. about. I like that one. Yeah. So she does. She did some pretty good stuff. By pretty good stuff, I mean she did like some okay stuff. She did okay stuff. Raves <laughs> Jesse Cooper of Alphabet Flight. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I calls them how I sees them, and sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad. <laughs> You're a real, uh, a real Roger Ebert. You should write for Comic Vine. Yep. Well, that's what I was looking it up on. So. Oh. <laughs> Hire me, Comic Vine. I'll gladly read lots of comics and write in-depth <laughs> synopses. Comic Vine, the podcast where you can hear one guy talk about comics for 15 minutes and the other two hours you can listen to him talk about his daughter. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, you're wrong. Uh, although Caliban does look like he could be a Silver Surfer type if he painted him. With enough spray paint. The hell is this? He's a silver zombie. Yes, uh, so he is part of the Morlocks. Uh, he basically located mutants, so his powers is like you can find mutants, much like uh, Rachel Summers and stuff like that. Also, I'd like to say that is the worst mutant power. Yeah, it's a pretty bad power. And he technically is in cutoffs, or ragged offs. It's, uh, you, uh, someone from, like, Brooklyn would probably wear those. Yeah, Brooklyn in the 80s. Like, Brooklyn they're gladly... now, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, Brook- uh, Brooklyn now, yeah. Well, I guess the only difference is that the homeless wear is chic instead of needed, <laughs> so. But he is very, very stylin'. Oh yeah, no, he's a he's a zombie in a in a rope belt and a uh, purple jumpsuit, purple leisure suit. It totally has shoulder pads, also, because he's an executive zombie. 
yes, he's large and in charge. Uh, so he was basically born albino with yellow eyes and black pupils. You I'd know, say that that's not how albinos work. <laughs> but he was born. But you know, he's also a mutant. You know, he's a Morlock, and because he's ugly, he had to go to the sewers. I would say, like, I don't understand why you have to make him an albino when there are a bunch of other mutants who all already look weird. Oh, we were speaking that, about like, Shakespeare earlier. Uh, apparently uh-huh. he was named after um, a Shakespeare character in The Tempest. Uh, my my favorite Shakespeare play. So Callisto, who happens to be the next person in the lineup, uh, basically recruited him for the Morlocks, which is an underground uh, mutant society slash group of uh, mutants that like have like ugly who are either like born mutated physically or have powers that won't allow them to really live in normal society, such as skids who has a per- who has a permanent force field around her. Or uh what's that one guy a tapeworm dude? Uh Maggot? Yeah, Maggot. I think he was like out and proud about his mutant stuff. That although honestly, like normally I'm okay with people being out and proud, but you know what, Maggot? It's okay to hide. It's <laughs> that <laughs> what no <laughs> Yeah, Jesse, I'm gonna have to call you out on your mutant privileges. <laughs> Alright. Uh okay. First off, I said this before. I'm like I'm like probably like one more Cyclops uh solo series from being a full on mutie hater. Let's talk about remember that time uh which mutant I forget which mutant was it, but it was like uh I forget what writer did it, but they tried to make mutant the equivalent of a racial slur. But that doesn't work because that's what they are. It, like that's like this. That's the term for this group of people. We don't. You in the world of Marvel, there is no other word to classify people who are born with these genetic uh, uh, powers. Yeah, that's why. That's why you say mutie. because <laughs> Which is uh, you know the worst. <laughs> Listen, okay, there are a lot of lazy racial slurs and just slurs I don't understand, but that is especially egregious in its laziness. So, like, he's done some Chris Claremont stuff. What's his powers? Uh, Well, his powers are he can can physically sense the presence of other superhumanly powered mutants within 25 miles. It must be hell to live in New York, then. (laughs) Where every third person is a mutant. Yes. Uh, he also releases, um, adrenaline when he's, uh, panic-stricken and gives him slight superpowers. So he's a normal person. (laughs) Slight, yeah. Well, he has a superhuman strength, the ability to absorb psionic energy, and fear radiated by humans around him and turn against them. What is psionic energy? Uh, well, psionic energy is basically just psychic energy. Well, okay, have you read the, um, Runaways? I have. Molly Hayes is technically a psion- technically has psionic super strength. Okay, okay. So, like, she pumps herself up with her mind. 
Cool. And he, like he basically takes, he basically takes the, uh, the psychic residue of like fear and pumps it into himself. He's also going to be in the Logan movie played by Stephen Merchant. Okay, cool. I'm actually looking forward to that movie. It's present. Oh, I don't want to look forward to it, but I kind of am. It's also coming out on my birthday. It's like, it's like someone, someone at, someone at Fox went, someone, some executive at Fox played The Last of Us and read Old Man Logan and was like, wait a minute. I can make both of these into a thing. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Also, also like, I'm kind of glad that Lo- I'm kind of glad that Hugh Jackman didn't have to basically uh, transform himself into a gigantic hulking monster. Like he could just chill for a little bit. He could. I listen. I want to see Wolverine with the dad bod so bad. <laughs> yeah, I think I said this before, but I tend oh, on one of my podcasts. But I tend to be more into dudes who are a little bit pudgier because they're easier to cuddle cuddle with. Because hard muscles are hard. You want you want cuddle with Wolverine. Yeah, you know, like, like it doesn't Wolverine. make s- it, Wolverine doesn't need to be like jacked like it, well, to okay, fight. So, uh, okay, I'm gonna. Oh, well, I'm gonna have to say one more thing. Okay, uh, Shadowcat was supposed to like help them and everything. Shadowcat did not keep the hint of her promise, even though Caliban kept his promise. And they, uh, Calypso, kidnapped her. And Shadowcat was kind of, kind of agreed to marry Caliban. Of course. (laughs) Because she was guilty, because that's the best reason to marry someone, by the way. Guilt. Uh, and, but then they, but then they didn't get married, and they're friends. So, yeah. This court finds you guilty. Sentence is marriage. I think it makes sense for Wolverine to be super jacked. Mostly because, uh, because of how muscles work. Because like he would, uh, he would heal almost immediately every time the little micro tears uh-huh. would happen on his muscles. So basically, he'd be building muscles like instantly instead of over like a week or two. Yeah, you know it makes so like makes he'd sense. be super jacked because like like up to a certain point. I think that's actually part of his power set where. His body keeps to like peak adulthood, or whatever that he can do. Uh-huh. His peak body, and that's why he keeps around like his uh, mid thirties or so, and like super jacked. Mm-hmm. Like he's not peak, but like he's like for his body type, he's like the best he can possibly be. Because like like if he because like if you just gave him like a if you just had him curl like a lot of weight, like he'd probably get stronger as he's curling. Nice. I forget because it's been years since I read it. But do they give a reason why old man Logan is old now? Because the because of his powers, he shouldn't age anymore. Well, um, see what happened is. Do you have you read Old Man Logan? I have, but like I said, it's been years since, so I've forgotten most okay. of it. So I guess spoiler alert. Maybe, because it's actually, like, a real big plot point, if, like, for the listeners, but it's a big plot point in the book, like, it's basically the, I mean, this, the, the arc, because, like, it's, 
it's like a whole basically a whole issue to itself so i guess if you don't want to listen to that i would suggest you read old man logan like honestly i suggest you read it oh yeah it's a great uh, it's a great series yeah okay so here's the spoiler it begins i'll i don't know what i'm gonna do uh just cut off the episode if you don't want to listen to the spoiler because i'm doing plugs right after this yeah <laughs> uh he basically what happened is he uh managed to damage his brain enough that his powers were dulled because like he tried to like because he put his basically put his head on after killing almost all of his friends mm-hmm. because of mysterio which makes sense by the way mysterio just do that. Make heroes kill other heroes if they're prone to killing. <laughs> okay, but uh, he put his head on a train track, and the train managed to damage his brain enough to uh, slow down his healing and stuff. I gotcha. Yeah, because that's the only part of his body that's technically vulnerable, is his head. Not his head, but like his brain. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get to his brain, you can kill him, but, you know, everything else is cool. Unless you're talking about some of the writers who's just like, if there's a single drop of blood left, he'll regenerate from it. All like, of his memories no. are stored in this single cell. <laughs> Although that would be kind of cool, like, if, uh, like, your mutant power was stored in one cell. Mm-hmm. Like, just somewhere randomly on your body. It's Achilles rules. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but okay. So let's do plug. Props to the old man Logan trailer for totally just telling us that Xavier's the one that's gonna die. <laughs> I mean, like if you think about it, it's uh, you can go into that movie, you can just assume that he's gonna die. But like watching the trailer, it's pretty much explicit. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. I really don't care about it. Xavier always dies. <laughs> Yeah, Xavier dies a lot of times by his own means, because it's like, I really needed to pep up the team and made them go into action, so I'll freak my death. He's done that multiple times, guys. Just at this point, it's just like, yeah, Xavier's dead, whatever. He's like, <laughs> he'll oh. He'll be back. Like, yeah, he'll be back. Well, hopefully he's never back again, because so far it's been a long time and Xavier's been dead. Just super dead. I'm prediction well, right now, uh, like, five more years, maybe? Xavier's back, and within that time frame, maybe not exactly five years, but within five years, Logan comes back too. Hey, well, the thing is, is like his brain was carved up and put into the Red Skull to become Red Onslaught in one of the in the Axis event. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think they're gonna have to do like a lot because they basically showed Xavier's body dead, which is like one of the, which means he's probably gonna stay dead for a long time. Yeah. Because he's already has. Unlike unlike Logan, which is just you're encased in metal now. Like you can get him out. Like, well, it is adamantium metal. Uh, it's adamantium is almost possible to destroy, not completely impossible. Like it's not vibranium. Ma- Mag- yeah. Magneto could get him out of there. Yeah, Magneto stripped the adamantium off of things plenty of times. Yeah, no, like is it? But he was also like more powerful because they depowered Magneto by a lot. They did, which is kind of cool for a little bit. But like anyway, but he's gonna get juice back up like he always does, and then I'm hoping I'm hoping he stays like a great like like a a gray villain or hero. Oh yeah, no, I I do like I don't like straight villain Magneto. 
I like I yeah. like him where you're like, I get what you're trying to do, buddy, but You're going at it the wrong yeah, way. Which is the whole point of his character, which in his dynamic well, with Charles. He, yeah. Although Xavier's also doing it the wrong way. So there's no right way to deal with Has there ever been right. like a point in the books where they explicitly stated that like neither of these guys really are going about this the right way they kind of bring it up like, but I know, not really like, i know xavier i mean they've questioned stuff that xavier has done but i don't think they've ever said the like on like a fundamental level like when you really dig down what he's doing is not the best way to do to go about this yeah but unfortunately he's like halfway to a christ-like figure Much. in the comics a lot well, of times he's so. been resurrected enough to, <laughs> to be considered one or what well, you know what he's faked his death enough to to honestly like if someone didn't know that he faked his death they probably think he came back from the dead <laughs> is there like a church of xavier there should be yeah, that was pretty much like X Men for the longest time. It's like Xavier's so great. Ugh. Maybe a church of like, <sighs> like in New York, like the Orthodox Church of Thor. <laughs> well, there has to be, but I don't want to get into that yet. We'll talk about that when we hit the tease and Thor, because I, I have lots of I have lots of feelings about how there's actual mythological figures and people uh, can still be atheists in the Marvel universe. So. <laughs> No, they're aliens, Jesse. See, the thing is, technically, almost all the mythological gods that are cool at all exist in the Marvel Universe, so that means everyone's right, which means you can't, like, you cannot be atheistic. How about that, like, how at about all. that uh, uh, Jesus Christ versus the Silver Surfer thing that was gonna happen? Oh, God, no, we need to do plugs. <laughs> okay. Okay, what, what do you have to plug? Well, uh, you can listen to me on my D&D podcast that I run with some friends. We uh, have tons of wonderful adventures, make a lot of goofs, get our characters in uh, very sticky situations. Uh, we broke out of prison. We're trying to stop genocide right now. We fought a cave monster with a lot of faces. That was cool. Very Akira. And if that's your thing, listen to it. Also, if you're a fan of Terry Pratchett's Discworld series, I have another podcast where me and a friend are reading through every book in that series. Uh, he, he, my co-host is a longtime fan, and I am coming to the series for the first time, so uh, that makes for interesting conversations. And we bring on guests who are also either longtime fans or newcomers like myself. And that podcast is Ankh Morpork Public Radio. Uh, ra subscribe if you listen to it and like it, and listen to it first. Or just subscribe to it, I don't care. Do that. Subscribe to it, never listen, and give us five stars. Yeah, you know, as long as the downloads are there, that's all you need to have is your, his eager stroked. So That's all I need. I need to keep this going so I can rake in that sweet, sweet podcast money. This is Jesse. I have a podcast called turn to page where we go through the uh choose your own adventure books and stuff like that and we kind of pick them apart and goof on them and stuff uh also i have a podcast called random sampling where i 
and uh, my lovely co-host Carrie go through uh, Wikipedia articles and whatnot and talk about random stuff. Um, and also I'll have a annual podcast called Me Last Year, uh, where people can send in a short little, uh, recordings of themselves reflecting on the last year. Uh, that should be out this month that this is being released in. Uh, so if you can give a listen to that, that'd be cool. Uh, you can support this show. Uh, and my other shows by going onto Patreon and throwing us like a dollar or two and, uh, you'll get a couple things. Uh, hopefully by the time this comes out, we'll have a website, uh, curiocasts.com. Yeah, the artwork is done by Ryan Healy and this has been Alphabet Flight and may Conchu protect you through all of your night travels. Bye.